Dear beloved, the message you're about to listen to is brought to you by MICC Global. It is a church full of believers who are learning of Jesus and living for Jesus. Open up your hearts as you are about to be changed, transformed and renewed by the word of God. You definitely need to grab your Bible and notepad because Jesus is ready to speak directly to you. Now, the ministry of the lead pastor, MICC Global, Reverend Olushola Olayemi. Hallelujah. It's not good enough that your pastors and leaders know the word. You must abound in the word of God. Hallelujah. You must. It's not enough. It's not enough. It's a crisis state in which we are in the church that the people of God don't know the word. Pastor put it so succinctly and accurately this morning when he talked about believing. What is in your heart is your belief. If your heart has no word, every one of us is a believer. We believe, we all believe. It's what we believe that differs. What you believe is what is in your heart. What is in your heart is what you believe. Praise the Lord, amen. So please, this is something we need to work at. Amen? This is something we need to work at. Please, let's do it together. Don't shy away from your opportunities to know the word. Isaiah chapter number one. Jesus, my light. I've taken that time, but let's... Isaiah nine, yes. <clears throat> First of all, from verse number two. It says, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Hallelujah. Those who dwelt in the land of the shadow of death, upon them the light has shined. Now, how do we know this is Jesus? Because this is Isaiah chapter 9, and in verse 6, the Bible says, For unto us a child is born. And unto us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulder, and his name shall be called, go on, continue, go. Hallelujah. So Jesus is our light, and it is to that end that verse 2 says, those who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Somebody say amen. amen. Isaiah chapter number 60. Isaiah chapter number 60. And please know these things as the Lord liveth and Jesus Christ tarries next week. We will cast lots and somebody will be chosen. You will, you will win the Holy Ghost Award Lottery next week. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen. amen. Prepare. Isaiah chapter 60, are you there? It says, arise, shine. Why? And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Hallelujah. Arise, shine, 
your light is come. John chapter number one. What are we looking at? Jesus, my light. John chapter one, reading from verse number one. Are you there? In the beginning was the word, and the word was, and the word was, he was in the beginning with God, all things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. Verse 4 together, in him. Read verse 5. What are we looking at? Jesus. Jesus, I acknowledge you are my light. All right, John chapter 8. John chapter 8, and we read verse number 12. Now, I, I, I want to request, and let's just keep talking about this, that if you use your paper Bible, um, mark those portions of the scripture, and then establish your own reference system. All right? Establish your own reference system. Now, I'm giving you about five or six verses of the Bible that talk about him being our light. Of the five or six, there's likely to be one that comes most readily to mind that you know easily. For instance, Isaiah chapter 60, arise, shine, your light has come. How many of us have never heard of that verse before? We've all heard of it before. So perhaps of the five verses we'll be looking at, that is the commonest to you. Now, beside Isaiah 60, verse 1, you can just carefully write all the other verse references. So, beside Isaiah 61, you write Isaiah 9, verse 2. You write, um, what else do we look at? Sorry? It's 9, 6. And then what? John 1, verse 4. John 1 verse 4 is the emphasis actually. John 1 4 right there. Now when John 8 12, you write it there. From John 8 12, we'll go to Ephesians chapter 5 verse 8. You know, you just write them beside there, which means that from one, you already have a, you know, a compendium of five verses that talk about Jesus as being your light. And this is how you build your repertoire of scripture. Amen? But like I've always told you, please, you've got to be willing to do the work. You've got to be willing to do the work and commit to doing the work. John chapter 8, verse 12. Are we there together? It says, then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but he shall have the light of life. This is Jesus telling you that you follow him 
you will not walk in darkness. Somebody say amen. amen. Say I have Jesus. That is why I don't walk in darkness. Yes. Say I have Jesus. That is why I don't walk in darkness. Because I have the light of life. Now the final one, Ephesians chapter 5. And we read from verse number, did I say 8? Yes. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse number 8. Jesus is my light. I do not walk in darkness. Amen. I don't walk in darkness, which means I'm not confused. Amen. I'm not misled. I'm not in obscurity. Hallelujah. I'm not deceived. I'm not deceived. You know, following Jesus. And I'm going to show you the message I really have for you this morning. The Lord will help you and I to be able to take it. Praise God. Because I'm about to present to you something that the Lord, anyway, we will take it in Jesus' name. Ephesians chapter 5, are you there? Verse number 8. Can we read it together? One, two, go. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk. Hallelujah. Once we were darkness, but now in the Lord we are light. Miss Jesus in the Lord has given us light. We have light. Say, I am the light of the world. I am the light of the world. Amen. Glory to God. So five verses quickly, in quick succession. Then we move on. Number one. Number two. Number three. Number four. And number five. Can anybody just stand up and reel them out for us? Anybody, just stand. Quick, quick, quick. Be bold, be bold, be bold. Child of God, be bold. Come on. Abba first class. Is there anybody else who wants a first class? Just stand and do it. You know, be bold, be bold, be bold, be bold. If you are light, you are bold. Come on, somebody, come on. God bless you, Ma. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. God bless you, Ma. You're excellent. I need two more people. See, see, listen. Mm -hmm. This may not look like the normal kind of church service, praise God, that is well-packaged stuff like that. I think I'm tired of that thing. Amen? I, I, I'm, I think we need to shift from well-packaged marketable services to engagement, true fellowship. Hallelujah. 
You know, we need to go back to we are together again. Timmy, you clapped your hands. Stand up. Glory to Jesus. You can do it. You can do it. Number one, Isaiah chapter number. Okay. Hey, hello. He's doing it, right? Barista, I'm coming for you next. Yeah. All right, good. So, Isaiah chapter 9. Okay, verse 2 to start out and then 2, 6. Okay, good. Number 2. John 1, 4. Okay, good. 5. Yes. Beautiful. That's four. Okay, good. All right, good. Praise God for you. Barista, quickly. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Good. Beautiful. Excellent. Excellent. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It's by practicing and committing and tasking yourself that you get to remember these things better. Praise the Lord. All right. Jesus, my light. We'll talk more about that later on. Now, let me get into the message I believe the Lord placed in my heart for you this morning. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now, I woke up this morning trying to get ready for the meeting. Um, actually, I woke up much earlier than I usually wake up on Sunday morning this morning. And when I woke up, I woke up with a burden. There was a heavy impression. Are you with me? Please stay with me. It was a very heavy impression on my heart. Very impression heavy impression on my heart that our Lord Jesus Christ, the head of the church, has very serious concerns about your plans for Valentine. Because see, I'm not laughing. Please hear me out. This is very serious. Very serious. If it were, if his concern were merely about perhaps what you had planned to do that you should not do, that will be a and easy to talk about sin. But his concern is that you even are concerned about Valentine. And that is where my heaviness comes from. How to tell a people who were born in church, 
grew up in church, have lived their lives in church, believe in that Valentine is not only not harmful, but also a thing to be celebrated, participated in, partaken of, and pursued. But I want to tell you unequivocally that I'm convinced the Lord will have me tell you that it is not of him and his spirit has never had a part in it and will never have a part in it. Hallelujah. It is not of him. Matter of fact, it is one of those things that we have so embraced in the church that has allowed a compromise by which our identity has been gradually worn off. And there is very little dissimilarity between us and the world now because of things like that. And as I meditated and prayed, I kept having this impression in my heart that the Lord is saying to you, walk away from Valentine. Leave it alone. Don't make plans according to Valentine. There is nothing the Lord wants or can do with Valentine that he needs to wait one year for it to be done. It is not of him. It is not of him. Hallelujah. At my age, I have gone through many Valentines. Somewhere along the line, it has never really hit me the way the Lord spoke to me about it this morning. And I begin to ask questions, Lord, but there are ways in which the church can use this time to give instruction to her people. The Lord says that is taking advantage of the carnality of the people. Raise them to not be carnal. Hallelujah. Do you hear me? Your, concentr your consecration to him is more important to him than all else. There's absolutely nothing of the Spirit of God in Valentine. 
We don't need to start doing too much analysis, but the simple truth of the matter is this, that it is idolatry. But it's so sublime and it has sipped into our lives, even in the church, that the saints that should not be a part of us have become who we are. Now we anticipate, we look forward to, we schema, we plan towards it. We make preparations towards it, we make allocation towards it. And none of it, none of it can bring to pass the purposes of God in a man's life. Hallelujah. Just walk away. Walk away. Now please, this message is to the church. This is not a message to the world. Fundamentally, I am sent to the body of Christ. I'm not sent to the world in that sense. When I stand on this altar to speak, I speak to the church of Jesus Christ, not to the world. The world wants to do Valentine, it's okay for them to do whatever they want to do. But the church, it is not okay by the spirit of Jesus Christ for us to live like that. And I believe this is just the first of very many things that have become common with us in the church that the Lord will point our attention to. The message is simple this morning. Your Lord is telling you that he has nothing to do with that Valentine that you have set your mind on. And that he will rather that you turn your back on it and you live your life as you would live your life every day. It's absolutely nothing spiritual about it. It is carnality all the way. And as we continue and we've done that over time, we have gradually eroded. We've eroded our landmarks. And now everything and anything is possible in church. That is why we are brazen enough to have people come to do all sorts of funny proposals in church during a service. Hallelujah. I know people have different opinions about this. And as I was meditating on these things prayerfully this morning, two things the Spirit of God kept saying to me, listen to me, number one, is that they who have the Spirit of God know in themselves that what I'm saying to you is correct. And number two, he says, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Now, please note this. I have not said anything unto what will happen to you if you celebrate Valentine. I'm just telling you that it is not the heart of your Lord for you to live in that. If you want to love 
Love every day. Love every way. You don't need an idolatrous day. We understand the history of Saint Valentine, hallelujah. We understand the history of how he was killed, supposedly all because of love. But that story does not warrant a day dedicated in such a way. It is a worship of profanity. Walk away. Turn your back and walk away. I've not said go and attack anybody who is celebrating Valentine. I've just said turn away, mind your business, live your life. Don't be a part of their jokes. Don't be a part of their parties. Don't be a part of their pressures. Don't be a part of that. Ladies, yes, Pastor Shola is destroying something for you. Yes, let it be destroyed so that the Lord will be pleased. Hallelujah. Brothers, yes, we are destroying it in the name of Jesus Christ. But the Lord says he's not interested in you living that way. It's a festival of carnality. It's not who you are. Amen. So those of you who really have the spirit of God, knowing yourselves, you know in yourselves that what you're hearing this morning is the mind of the spirit. This is not carnality. I know that of all of us who are seated here, maybe perhaps one or two of you have ever heard this message before. For the vast majority of us, it has become one of the things that we do in church. We hold special programs around that period to teach people on love. Why? Why? Is there something about February 14th? Is there a release in the realm of the spirit that makes things happen on February 14th that cannot happen on January 2nd? Again, I'm telling you, walk away. Just leave Valentine alone. Tell your neighbor, leave Valentine alone. Feel it. Leave Valentine alone. You see, the issue at hand, the issue of at hand is that the world has succeeded and is succeeding at culture in the church. Amen. The world has trained the church. The world has given the church an agenda. Hallelujah. And if the world gives you an agenda and you live by the agenda the world gives you, you're in bondage. 
Glory to God. So let's look at some scriptures so that you may understand the spirit of what we are saying. Can I show you in Bible, the Bible says, don't celebrate Valentine. No, I cannot. But I can show you the spirit of that truth. Walk away. Just turn your back on it. Forget it. Ladies, don't think Valentine is an opportunity to get what you have not been getting. Amen? That itself is carnality, it's manipulation, it's ungodly, it's wrong. It's wrong. And vice versa, too. You can live right in the love of God. John chapter 17. In John chapter 17, like I said, I'm not going to show you necessarily verbatim, word for word, where it says you should not celebrate Valentine. I'm going to show you the spirit that rules the life of the church. John chapter 17, are you there? And we're going to read from verse number 11 down. It says, now I am no longer in the world. But these are in the world. And I come to you, Holy Father, keep through your name those whom you have given me that they may be one as we are. Hallelujah. While I was with them in the world, I kept them. What we're doing is about his keeping of us. Hallelujah. It's about him keeping us. While I was in the world with them, I kept them in your name. Those whom you gave me, I have kept, and none of them is lost except the son of perdition, that the scripture might be fulfilled. Verse 13. But now I come to you, and these things I speak in the world, that they may have that that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them because they are not of the world. Praise the Lord. Can you mark that in your Bible? We are not of the world. How come therefore we copy what we see? In the world. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Praise the Lord. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I do not pray that you should take them out of the world but that you should keep them from the evil one. And many times we think the evil one is this big, black, ugly monster that appears. 
The evil one is the influence on our lives that makes us rise and do things that are contrary to the life we have received. This is one of those evil things. This is it. I'm telling you. And many of us don't know how far we have been eroded in our consecration, in our faith, in our beliefs because of traditions as this that we have embraced. Hallelujah. Verse 15 again. I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of this world. Then he says, sanctify them by your truth. In other words, distinguish them by your truth. Set them apart by your truth. The characteristic of our lives should be sanctification. We should be different in everything. Hallelujah. We should be different. It should be clear to all that what they do in the world, we don't do in our lives. Hallelujah. And like I said, if the concern were just about, okay, there's a particular girl you're targeting for Valentine, that could be a concern. But the greater concern as the Lord presents it is that we have contacted a spirit that is not meant to be contacted. And it's a driving force in the lives of so many in the church now. Hallelujah. Amen. The Lord assured me that whether or not you agree with me, I should speak the truth. And that's what I'm doing this morning. Amen? Because I know some of you have plans. There are no guarantees that you will not carry out those plans. But he who has ears and hear what the Spirit says. Hallelujah. First Peter chapter 2. Now, let me say something with every sense of responsibility. It doesn't matter who in the church, pastor, prophet, apostle, whoever it is that is promoting Valentine in their church in this season. What is wrong is wrong. What the Lord does not want, the Lord does not want. And you see, this is, we, we really need to start giving the Lord the kind of reverence that he deserves, that he commands. Amen? We really need to give the Lord that kind of reverence. It's because of these things that have over the years eroded our standards of reverence for the Lord that we find it easy to do every and any kind of thing in church. 
we turn our services to analysis of football. Prophecy about football. Hallelujah. We interrupt our services because they scored goal. Ah. We don't we don't fear the Lord. We don't. And these are the systems by which it happens. These are the systems by which it happens. And once church tells you it is okay, nobody else can tell you it is not okay. It's time for church to start telling her people again, it is not okay. Valentine party in church is not okay. Yeah, we could take advantage. People say, let's take advantage. We do couple something because it's Valentine period. Do couple something any other time. Don't wait for Valentine. Turn your back on Valentine. Walk away. Leave it alone. There are some people, Christians as we speak, they have traveled today. And they will not return to their base until... That's not the mind of the spirit. That's not the mind of the spirit. What we are doing and calling love is not what the spirit teaches as love. The reason why we say we're walking in love is not what the spirit gives to us as the reason to walk in love. It's not love. Like I said, with every sense of responsibility and humility, it doesn't matter who is advocating that we can do these things. The Lord doesn't want it. See, listen. The Lord is well able to give us excellent relationships without Valentine. well able to give us excellent relationships. In fact, I can most, almost assure you that that one that is closely related to Valentine will have key leg. The Lord doesn't want it. First Peter chapter two, verse number nine, we know it well, hallelujah. Are you there? It says, 
but you. Are you there? Somebody's unhappy. They're not reading Bible again, no. Sorry, huh? Sorry. Hallelujah. All the people you have given your phone number. And all the phone numbers you have collected. Leave Valentine alone. Feel it. If they have sent you money, Send you transport money and extra. Back to sender. Why? You're a chosen generation. You're a royal priesthood. You're a holy nation. Your holy means Uyato. A different. Hallelujah. And we deceive ourselves as Christians. We say, I will be different. I will not sleep with him. I will not sleep with her. That's the way I will show my difference. No, the fact that you are even honoring that moment has made you the same. And many times sex happens in the heart and in the mind before it happens in the body. Even when it doesn't happen in the body, it has happened in the mind. But this is, I hope you understand that my discourse this morning is not about sex. My discourse is about what? We must be free from the spirit we have contacted. Turn around and leave Valentine. If it is love that you are doing, that is doing you, there's more than enough love. Leave Valentine alone. Hallelujah. It's the kind of message you preach and they cancel you. I'm ready to be cancelled. If you to leave Valentine. Somebody will say, uh, 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 I want you, I want to you know Yes. Yes. 
Because I good or she would know. Any expenditure, no, 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 and it's not, listen to me, listen to me, our misspending is not about in return of investment. It is that anywhere our Lord does not authorize that we should put money is a waste of money. No child of God or do. <laughs> no child of God has the authority of Jesus Christ to do what you ask. See, ladies, you're talking about romance, romance, romance. Would you not be happy if a man was your husband was romantic 364 days as against one? If it is romance that you want in your life, work at making a man, a romantic man, 365 days, not on Valentine's Day. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Turn around and walk away. Be uniquely different for Jesus. When they ask you why you're doing this, they say, my Lord has not permitted me to follow that path. That is a tradition that is strange to the church. Listen, Valentine is strange to the church. It's a strange practice to the church. It is not our behavior. It is not our practice. It is not our tradition. It is not our life. It was brought in from outside and we embraced it. In the book of Revelations, one of the churches, two particularly, Jesus rebukes them because of the, what he called the deeds of the Nicolaitans. What were the deed of the Nicolaitans? It was the transfer of practices from other faiths and religions into Christianity. The church today is riddled with practices of Nicolaitia. This is one of them. TJ Subab Biwa or Valentine Talufi Coin. For those of you who don't understand Yoruba, Jesus asks you, this Valentine thing you people do, who introduced it to you? Who taught it to you? Oh, it was St. Valentine. Oh, St. Valentine's that was dead, that died, that was killed. Now said for a whole, how many centuries? Every February 14th. It's him you should be worshiping. Strategy by the devil to keep us away from the attention of the Lord. But today we repent. Yes. Repent. 
If you don't do Valentine's, you won't die. In fact, you'll be happier. You'll be more grateful. Spend that day doing what Jesus will have you do. Not what I wanted to say Peter will have you do. No, no, sorry. Amen. Praise God. Not what... Uh, but you understand what I'm saying? Spend that day doing what? Jesus will have you do. Spend that day behaving like Jesus. That one day restaurant meal you will miss in the night will not kill you. If anything, fasting that meal will save you. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. Hallelujah. Galatians chapter 4. I read one more portion of the Bible. And I'm done. Galatians chapter 4. The message is loud and clear, right? Yes. What is the message? It's not, it's not his design for us, so it's not. Praise God. Michael, you get It's not his design for us. Somebody taught it to us when we were sleeping. This is what Jesus was talking about when they were sleeping. Somebody sowed tears. Yes. And there are so many of them in the church today. So many of them that we need to get rid of. Galatians chapter 4, are you there? Okay. And I want to read from verse... Number, all right, let me take it from verse number um, eight. Are you there? It says, but then indeed, when you did not know God, hallelujah. Hmm. It says, when you did not know God, you served those which by nature are not gods. But now after you have known God, or rather are known by him, how is it that you turn again to the weak and beggarly elements to which you desire again to be in bondage? You observe days and months and seasons and years. See what Paul says. I am afraid for you. Lest I have labored in vain. Hallelujah. He says I am afraid for you. I think that's why the Lord is saying this. Was, this is Paul saying he was afraid for people. But I think he was echoing the heart of Jesus. I say, once upon, when you did not, when did you, you did not know God, you were behaving like that. Now that you are known of God, why do you want to get, why do you want to still live the way you used to live? Hallelujah. Why? 
get rid of it. That's, that's, that's not who we are. If we'd not told you this before, the Lord forgive us. We repent. But today the Lord is bringing it to you. It is not the way he has appointed for you to live. And like I said, this is but just the first in a series of different things I know he will be challenging in our lives in the church. To say, where did you learn this from? Where did you pick this from? Who taught you this kind of life you are living? Who told you that this is a practice that those who carry the spirit of Christ can participate in? Who told you? Who told you that it pleases me that those who are called by my name, those in whom I dwell, should live like this? Who told you? Whoever told you that? Whoever? Hallelujah. Second Corinthians chapter 6, and I'm going to tie it up over there. Again, I say the message is what? Loud and clear. What is the message? Let's walk away. Praise the Lord. Now, while I pray that all of you will heed, I leave it at that anyway. Second Corinthians chapter 6. Let me read from verse number 11. Are you there? O Corinthians, we have spoken openly to you. Our heart is wide open. You are not restricted by us, but you are restricted by your own affections. Hmm. Now in return for the same, I speak as to children, you also be open. Verse 14, do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Now, in the context of relationships, usually people will think this is talking about as a believer, I should not be in a relationship, a life-defining relationship with an unbeliever. Yes, and that's correct. That is ex excellent, very correct. But we can take it further and say being yoked, unequally yoked with unbelievers is also being yoked in the practices that unbelievers will engage in. Do you get? You should not be joined with them in doing the things that they do that are contrary to God. So he says, do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Then he asks four questions. Look into your Bible. Number one, he says, what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? I can assure you that the vast majority of what Valentine is about in this age and time is lawlessness. Am I correct? It's lawlessness. Some people claim, no, I do my own well. 
The issue is not what you are doing. The issue is your association with something that was created not by the Spirit of God. That's the problem. It says, what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? What communion has light with darkness? It says, and what accord has Christ with Belial? What part has a believer with an unbeliever? And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God as God has said. Hallelujah. You can't celebrate, you can't celebrate Valentine in the temple of the living God. You can't. You can't. It is not for that place. It's not for that place. Where we live in the holiest of all, it is not for that place. It is not. It says, I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. Therefore, verse 17, are you in your Bibles? Verse number 17, it says, therefore, let's read together. Therefore, come out from among them and be separate. Do not touch what is unclean and I will receive you. I will be a father to you, shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord. Hallelujah. I want to read that 17 again. He says, therefore, come out from among them. Come out. Come out from among them. Come out from their priorities. Come out from their practices. Come out from their culture. Come out from their traditions. Come out. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, come out. Come out from amongst them. Come out. Turn your back on it and walk away. Come out from amongst them. He says, and be separate, says the Lord. Let your distinction become obvious to them. Let it become so clear to them, very clear to them, that the things they do commonly, you do not do. Like I said, it's not just a practice. It is association with practices sponsored by a spirit that is not the spirit of God. Don't be a part of it. Amen? Don't be a part of it. Don't say, I go with my friends to the club. In the club, they womanize. In the club, they drink. But me, I just sit down and I'm looking. Hallelujah. I, you know there are people who do that. 
They say, when they're drinking, may I just ask for soda? It's just soda I drink. It's just soda that I drink. Hallelujah. If they come to park people in club, they won't park you. Huh? I wish we could ask our brethren who are security operatives when they enter into a place and they see people with stout, gouda, uku, uku, and the likes on the table, and then somebody who just has, um, what do you call it now? Pepsi, or is it when they're just there, right? When I'm not the carry all of them, joy. <laughs> Ladies, you'll be walking around with hardened people. You allow them to take you to places where they're misbehaving. But you say, no, no, just give me, just give me, just give me. Come out from among them. Be separate. Your Lord is not pleased with that. That is not his design for you at all. Praise the Lord. Amen. Bubbles have been burst this morning. May they remain burst forever and ever. I feel ashamed when I see believers post and say, eh, I do, everybody is doing that. I don't have that long time. <laughs> Such a shame. Such a, such a shame. You are missing evil. Yeah, that's it. You're, you're wishing that it comes to you. God, when will you provide my own evil? Don't you have better things to do with life? Hallelujah. You have the spirit of God, you understand. You understand. You understand. The Lord gives you more understanding. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. First Peter chapter four, and then we close here. The Lord is watching us. He's watching us. Be a good Christian in your generation. Be a good Christian in your generation. Amen. Be the example of believers in your generation. Where is that found? Somebody, help me. Sorry? Okay, somebody from worship culture, where's that verse found? You know it, right? Okay, good. It's not those of you who know it that I'm interested in. It's those of you that don't know it that I'm interested in. And now bending your head. Okay, somebody who knows it, just announce it. 
1 Timothy 4.12. Please check it and mark it in your Bible now, 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 now. 1 Timothy 4.12. It says, do not let anyone but be an example. And that's the prayer I'm praying, that in your generation, you will be identified as the example of what a believer is meant to be. In the name of Jesus Christ. Are you in 1 Peter chapter 4? We read from verse number 1. I'm done. It says, Therefore, since Christ suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves also with the same mind. For he who has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. Now, first of all, why am I reading that? What the Lord places in us as demands many times turns out to seem like a suffering to our flesh. Are you saying all the enjoyment that I had planned and what possibly will come my way and the gratifications that could come my way with Valentine should be done away with? Yes. Ah, it would be painful. Good. Hallelujah. Arm yourself with that mind because Jesus himself once suffered for our sakes. And there is nothing we can suffer through denial that can be likened to the suffering with which he suffered. So embrace it. This is what Christianity is about. It's denials refusals, separations, simply because you accepted the gift of the sacrifice of one who separated himself for you. I've told you before, you cannot have him as savior and refuse him as Lord. He saved you that he may keep you and be Lord over you. So your life is about what he wants, not what you want. Your life is about what he likes, not what you like. Learn not about Christianity. This is why he says in Luke chapter 9, I think, verse 23, he says, whosoever shall come after me shall, first of all, what? Deny himself. Then he will carry his cross. The ordinary yourself before you came to Jesus Christ is his Valentine and all kinds of celebrating person, partying and whatever it is. But having come to Jesus Christ, that is no longer who you can afford to be. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I was thinking this morning about the parable of... Um, What's his name now? Uh, the prodigal song. Is it a parable or the story now of the prodigal, right? In the Bible. How's that? Are you with me? I think this at times is what has happened to us in the church. How's that someone who was prodigal and went out and lived riotously comes back home, takes his place 
but continues to live with some of the vestiges of what he came with. Praise God. So when many of us came into the body of Christ, we were received back into the body of Christ, but we were not told that the practices we practiced before we came to Christ don't belong in Christ. They don't belong in Christ. Boyfriend, girlfriend does not belong in Christ. Hallelujah. Partying does not belong in Christ. The raving spirit doesn't belong in Christ. And except we tell ourselves these things and see to it that we adhere to them, we will contaminate the house. And that's how come we can afford to do all sorts of strange things. We now have a generation of young Christians who never understood what church life is really about. They think church light is about the lights and the flickerings and everything. No, a thousand times, no. That is not Christianity. So the Lord says to us here, arm yourself with that mind. Verse number two, that he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh for the lusts of men. Hallelujah. I want you to underline that, that we no longer live the rest of our time in the flesh here for the lusts of men, the desires, the appetites, the things that excite and thrill men, human, human beings. Ah, this is this, this is that. No, we no longer live like that. You can't live your life like that any longer. If it's the thing that is exciting the world, it's a strange thing that the things that are exciting the world should be exciting the church. Hallelujah. Do you hear me? It's an abnormality that the things that are exciting the world should be the very same things that are exciting the church. So he says we should no longer leave our time in the flesh for the lusts of men, but for the will of God. Verse 3. Everybody look into your Bible. Verse 3. He says, because we have spent enough of our past lifetime in doing the will of the Gentiles. Tell your neighbor it is enough. Hallelujah. Says we have spent enough of our past lifetime in the flesh. For the lost of men, all right? We have spent enough of our past lifetime doing the will of the Gentiles. When we walked in lewdness, lusts, drunkenness, reveries, drinking parties, and abominable idolatries. I tell you without any fear of contradiction, Valentine is one of them. It's an abominable idolatry. 
turn your back and walk away. Bible says in regards to these things, they think it's strange. You see, and this is the point. And this is also the point why we have compromised so much. We don't want to appear strange in the eyes of unbelievers. But the Bible says they think it's strange. Are you looking in your Bible? First Peter chapter 4, 4 verse 4. It says they think it's strange that you do not run or do with them in the same flood of dissipation. And then they speak evil of you. I want holier than thou. Spirita coco. Holier than thou. They think they're the only ones who are going to heaven. The painful thing is that it's brethren like us who say those things. But they think it's strange. They think it's strange that you will not do the things. I mean, if you, as you hearken to the voice of God this morning and say, look, I walk away from Valentine. I'm just going to live my life. Wednesday and the days after are not going to be any different from one another. I'm going to live my glorious life. This is not, a, there's nothing, just live, right? People are going to be looking at you and say, ah, ah, this is strange. You, but that's the standard of God. They think it's strange that you do not run with them in the same flood of dissipation speaking evil of you. Verse 5. They will give account to him who is ready to judge the living and the dead. For this reason, the gospel was preached also to you. We'll stop there. But they will give account. I brought you the word of the Lord honestly this morning. I kid you not. It was as he spoke to my heart that I have delivered it to you. I know that this is the mind of the spirit and like I said this is just but one of the very many things he's going to be talking to you about in your life I don't I'm not saying he's going to send me to you to talk about something else but I'm saying even in your own private life he's going to be telling you about things that are not as they should be things you're giving your attention to that should not be commanding your attention because you see, we are his bride. We have been betrothed to him. We have been betrothed to him. We belong to him. And what we do is what he wants us to do. I came this morning to tell you from his mouth to my ears to you, and Valentine is not one of them. Turn away and walk away. The peace of the Lord is with you. The strength of the Lord is with you. 
The victory of the Lord is with you. And you will succeed in all ways in fulfilling his agenda for your life. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We receive with meekness your word, your instruction to turn away and to walk away, to leave Valentine alone and to focus on the life consecrated and set apart to you. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Beyond what we have articulated in words this morning, please explain things to people, speaking to them of the specific issues in their lives that follow the same pattern. You get all the glory. While all heads are bowed and all eyes closed, if you're in church this morning and you feel like you need help, first of all, you want to say, Jesus, would you please come into my heart? I want to be free from sin and the bondages of the world. I tell you, that is why Jesus came. The Bible says the Son of Man was made manifest that he may destroy the works of the devil. I assure you that because he came and he succeeded, the works of the devil stand destroyed. And if you will present yourself and say, Jesus, that work you did in destroying the works of the devil, I want it as a subjective personal experience in my life. I assure you, I kid you not, you will begin to experience that same victory in your life. Glory to God. That was a powerful time of fellowship brought to you by MICC Global through our lead pastor, Reverend Olushola Olayemi. We believe you've been greatly blessed and we will definitely love to hear from you. Masterpiece in Christ Church is located at Tanke Okeodo Ilori. This and all other messages are available to you on our website at www.miccng.org and on our social media handles on Facebook, Mixilar, Twitter, Instagram and TikTok all with MICC Global. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel at Masterpiece in Christ Church or call 081-214-733-19 081-214-733-19 For support or donation, kindly send to the following details 101-6125-314 101-6125-314. The account name is Masterpiece in Christ Church. Bank name is UBA. Masterpiece in Christ Church. We are Jesus everywhere.